Hi, I'm Ali Hassan, host of CBC's Laugh Out Loud. Do you like to laugh? Because we're serving up big laughs each week. We feature comedians from across Canada. You might already be fans of some of them, and others might be new discoveries. We record emerging comedians and established pros in front of live audiences all across the country, and we promise that you'll be literally laughing out loud. You can find Laugh Out Loud on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I feel incredibly lucky because it's the best day. It is the day where we get to talk about the biggest stories of the week. And this week, between the moment that Tracy Chapman is having and Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl, I feel spoiled. So today on the podcast, the group chat is here. There's a lot to get into. Let's go. I'm Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud. This is Commotion. It is time. It's time to dig into the week's big arts and pop culture stories right now. This week, there is just no other story. There's no bigger story than the Super Bowl and all the other stories that come with the Super Bowl, right? Like there is Usher and the halftime show. There's how a certain pop star who might show up and how they might change the demographics of who watches or who advertisers actually target. And speaking of pop stars, everyone fell in love with Tracy Chapman this week. I have a lot of questions about that. I will get to that in a minute. But in the meantime, some of my favorite culture thinkers are here. Garvia Bailey's here. Auntie Donahue's here. Jackson Weaver's here. And Garvia Jackson. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. I'm delighted to have all of you. Listen, this Sunday, I am reliably told, okay, that the San Francisco 49ers are going to play the Kansas City Chiefs at the Super Bowl. But let's not lie, at least like a third of us are watching for this other reason. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, at tea, time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror, it must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. How exhausting would it be, you guys, if someone was like, which team are you rooting for? And I said, I'm rooting for the anti-hero. Like, would you boo me? Because I think I would deserve your ire and anger if that I'm was like, the answer that I gave. In, like, I'm reliably told just to like let people know. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's what I hear is happening. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. the one thing I'm Allegedly. certain of is that there's a lot of energy around the Super Bowl and around Taylor Swift, who, of course, she's dating Travis Kelsey, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Jackson, listen, you're a lifelong football mm-hmm. fan. You've been doing this a long time. Uh, how does the energy around this Super Bowl feel different than other years? I mean, like, the Super Bowl NFL is the biggest sports league by revenue in the world, so yeah. it's always a big thing, and it's always a big event. But, I mean, what like so I, I started playing football when I was about five, so I never really had a time in my life where I didn't know how it works. So yeah. it's something that I've, like, come to the table to actually understand when people say, like, oh, I don't get sports ball, haha, funny joke, but, like, Taking a step back, football is actually insanely complicated. It's a very complicated sport where everyone is basically playing a different sport. If you have soccer, if you're like, I don't know soccer, but like if you have like a wing center or whatever, they're like kind of like kicking the ball the same thing. But like a quarterback wow. is, I don't know, I don't know. But like a quarterback <laughs> versus like an offensive lineman, they're yeah. doing different things. One's like doing sumo wrestling. The other one is doing like 
hand archery. So it's incredibly, <laughs> incredibly specialized. So many rules, very complicated. And even though football is a huge thing with like a huge demographic or a, a wide demographic, yeah, it's difficult to find a way in and a reason to like actually go through and like okay i'm gonna figure out like how this yeah. stupid how game actually works sure but you know taylor for swifties which i know we have one in the conversation here have <laughs> i am right here my dude i mean you can just name me it's fine and normal to do so anyway continue yes. it is normal it's yes. very normal but i mean this gives a lot of people like a reason to actually get committed to actually learning like if you're like scrolling tiktok you like have people explaining you know like what those yellow lines on the field are and like why is that guy waving his hand in the air when somebody kicks the ball toward like all these hyper specific things that are sure. confusing that you don't really like want to even go through the effort of figuring out and learning yeah but yeah. now like there's a reason to dive in but also i mean if you look at the nfl almost any time it's in the news for the past two decades is something horrible terrible there's yeah something yes. to, like there's cte obviously anti-black bias obviously there's taking a knee there's all of these things yeah. intersections and like about owners you know disenfranchising the the actual players the athletes yeah. every news event that's tied to the nfl is bad press which you don't think should exist but absolutely does this is one of the first times in recent memory i would say where people are talking about the nfl and it's not like wow it's so horrible what washington's team name was that's the worst thing i've ever heard yeah and this is a actually it's a boon for them in a way that you know it's maybe starting to sour a little bit but it's a way for this insanely bloated huge sports event that's maybe a little bit insular not only in the country that cares about it but also yeah. the demographic within that country for maybe to reach a few other people that it hasn't before i first of all i'm i'm always relieved to hear football people say that the the barrier to entry in terms of understanding football is high because that is correct like it is not an accessible mm. sport if you've not been following it for a long time i, I mean if you're realize. like oh let me just kind of like oh let me get around understanding what football is um, it's it's a really high barrier of entry. Having said that, a lot of new fans are transcending that yeah. barrier of entry because of this whole conversation around Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And you are one of those people that we're talking about here. You're like, you know what? I'm I'm sort of in on this thing. Why are you excited to watch this game, even though you're like, football, not for me? Yeah, not for me. I mean, like, the, listen, the name, Kansas City's name in general is just like, can we please, Taylor, yeah. use can we power. stop? Sure. Can yeah. we like, Taylor, you have some clout. Let's do this. And of course, like as Jackson was saying, like there's there's a lot of problems with the NFL. I didn't grow up in a football house or a sports house at all. So it's interesting to watch discourse around the Super Bowl that isn't just about the halftime show. Yeah. And actually sees more of a look inside the nuance of football culture like i started listening to travis and jason's it, the heights is that what's called i keep on saying heights. Heights. wow yeah, yeah. that's luna oh, miranda yeah. <laughs> okay. like, i love their singing voices they're so great and strong and their melodies oh my goodness oh i love it um but it's giving i think a bit of a glimpse into topics that we kind of you know, glaze over in terms of even like the way Jason cried on the podcast when he was discussing his retirement and Travis oh. just let him. There's like human yeah. capacity in this sport. But They're good ambassadors yeah, I, for the sport in a way. Yes, but yeah. at the same time, I'm still like, 
I, I wish I didn't know as much as I did about the NFL right now. <laughs> about the NFL in general, yes. Yeah, like, and also, I mean, Taylor Swift is giving her best Sweet Valley High impression at all of these games. Very, like, prom queen goes with the football guy. And, like, I don't know. I don't think we would have gotten along in high school, but that's okay. That's fine. I, all of us, we had to hang out in parking lots, some of us, you know? It's okay. I, I have to say, Garvia, like, when we think about the traditional relationship that's been portrayed over generations um, between women in football, our minds tend to go towards something like this. When it comes to the big game, I love feeding my hungry guys. But now what? I normally just sit in the kitchen, waiting for them to ask for more delicious Totino's pizza rolls. But that can be so boring. Well, not anymore. Introducing Totino's new Super Bowl activity pack for women. It's full of fun little puzzles and games to keep my mind active and learning while I wait back here. I desperately wish for people listening on the radio that you could see Garvia's face <laughs> as that was playing. So that was an SNL spoof commercial from 2015. It plays up the stereotype, right? It plays up the stereotype of yeah. the Super Bowl housewife who's making snacks for her, hus- for her husband and his buddies. I got to think that sort of parody wouldn't fly right now, especially, you know, in this particular moment. What sort of shifts are we seeing in terms of the demographics of who is paying attention to the the, the NFL and the Super Bowl? Look, like, I think that the NFL has a very strong female fan base. Mm -hmm. Let's just get Mm -hmm. that out of the way. Like, that, they have an extremely devoted female fan base. It's nearly 50%. 47 percent or something yeah Yeah. so there there's a lot going on so when you when you hear something like that it's like there's all these these women in their bears outfits and stuff ready to actually watch the game and know football so um but that being said the nfl has had to do have a concerted effort make a concerted effort to sort of clean up what has been the stories around the NFL as of late, especially when it comes to women. Domestic violence is a part of of kind of what pops into your head when you think of the NFL. So um, I think times have changed. They have done their best to court women. They have something like almost 300 women in uh, in coaching and or administ- like high level administrative positions mm-hmm. in the NFL. They're doing the, they're doing the thing. They still did Janet Jackson wrong, and I cannot oh, forgive yeah. that for the rest of my life. Yeah, but never forget, never forgive. Ja- Twenty years later, forget. we've never oh, forgot no, that. No. Yeah. No yeah. justice, no peace. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Correct. Janet is anyway. Women are watching football. You didn't need Taylor Swift to make women watch football. Oh. And I kind of disagree with Jackson that oh. all of a sudden people are like thinking, "Oh, how does this this thing work?" <laughs> women are watching this, going, "When are they going to show Tay Tay? Like, what is she wearing? Are oh, those yeah. boots? <laughs> what? Like, you know, that's what's actually happening. No one is thinking, "What is?" tight end doing no one no one is thinking that they might be thinking about maybe uh travis's tight end like but you know 
I don't even know. Listen, the fact we've said tight end more times in this podcast than I think I have in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm very like, I didn't even know that was a position. I just thought it was slang. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly a very important position. I couldn't tell you what that means. Allegedly, Maybe Jackson yeah, can tell us about allegedly. this later. Uh, and we should also say that like beauty brands like L'Oreal or Elf will be running ads during the Super Bowl. Um, other yeah. companies like M&M's and Uber Eats have hired people like Scarlett Johansson and Jennifer Aniston for their ads. And what do you make of the shift? What do you make of like who is getting to speak in these ads? I mean, you're like the Fayetteville fan base of the NFL is super strong. I think it's it's strange and a little condescending that it's like women are going to be watching. Quick, put the makeup ads on. It's like women, <laughs> women were always watching. We wanted to see famous people do weird things for thirty seconds because we knew yeah. they were getting so much money, and we're like, why? That's <laughs> it's very strange that all the like Taylor Swift adjacents suddenly means like this boom of consumerist culture that was always there. I mean, hello, yeah. it's the Super Bowl ads. They're like a currency in and of itself. So, I mean, congratulations to Elf because Mean Girls was also a pretty long Elf commercial. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Jackson, one strange byproduct of all this attention that Taylor Swift is getting here and Travis Kelsey is that it's made this maybe the first Super Bowl to get a political dimension that has a conspiracy theory dimension to it. Can you just talk about some of the insane conspiracy (laughs) theories that we keep hearing and why they're so popular? I mean, I, I, it's it's definitely the biggest. You know, we had Deflategate. That was its own <laughs> own thing. But like, in in terms of wait, which one is actual, that? One? Oh, oh my gosh, we'll is get into that. Just try to do a little quickly, but yes, yeah. And it was crunchy, and they couldn't kick it properly. Oh, so it, the ball it, was not the the right amount of. They thought inflation. they underinflated the ball just to help. It, a certain wow, Super Bowl so dramatic! Yeah, it, it was a conspiracy, but it's an insular to the sport. Yeah, this yeah. is never made you, it to me, said, buddy. Never made it to me. Is, Let's talk about these. <laughs> this is a, this is a conspiracy for your for your garden variety conspiracist to to engage in. You don't need to know how football works for this one. To sure, work. but I mean the main thing that is propping up out of this something that I was I was seeing is I was scrolling TikTok and there was. You know, CanCon, we love to see it. But there was this Canadian conspiracy connection where some BC local radio station had put in um, uh, an ad or a headline a little bit earlier than they should have. And it like went out to, you know, like the TTC has, you know, those like little news headlines. And it, it said something like Kansas won like a minute before they actually did. And all the comments were like, oh, oh those newsroom writers like, know ahead of time. Taylor Swift is now tied to the Kansas City Chiefs. So if, if the Kansas Chiefs win, then Taylor will have the cultural cachet to endorse Biden. And then they can <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. But I mean, like I'm sitting here, I'm kind of the guy like in, other days later today i'll be the guy like writing the headlines for a lot of our stuff yeah if i knew the who was going to win the super bowl i would be saying it right now i do (laughs) not have a good (laughs) poker face sure but that conspiracy is something that is i don't know how much it's actually believed by it's by football fans it is something that ramaswamy was like one of the main guys who kind of like Put that out into the ether being like oh well now that taylor is tied to the kansas to kansas to kansas i yeah. wonder who's gonna win the super bowl and these I are just this... people that don't love love you know <laughs> they, their hearts are hard they can't see what it means to love and to be a tremendous star and fly in a jet to see your lover who is on the largest stage in the like i mean 
these people are hard-hearted. This is why these conspiracies happen. <laughs> They're hard-hearted. I think it's also a little bit of like Taylor I love how much you famously... love love, Garvia, but yes. <laughs> I love love. Yes. We love love, guys. Yes. This is exciting. Taylor's like somebody who's famously wants to drive down the middle of the road. She doesn't really take too many stands. So in the the warning of her getting political, if yeah. she, you know, got her fan base to I mean, she has endorsed in the past, but if she was very, 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 you know, politically motivated about getting a certain candidate elected, yeah, that might actually work. So there's people who are, you know, up in charge up top are like guarding against that. I don't know how much the actual football fans believe in it, but also yeah. I think Taylor's in a weird space right now where she's been like America's sweetheart for so long. And there's this theory I have. Oh, um, no. I call it the Dobby theory. Okay. Where if, oh, okay. you get, if you are a celebrity, if you're somebody in the public eye, you need to have the right amount of detachment, like be a Beyonce or a Keanu yeah. Reeves, like not on social media, give people just a, a big enough gap for the parasocial relationship to kind of work. But if you get superstardom, hugely, hugely big, and you're present everywhere, and people feel like they're being forced into liking you, yeah. that's when you start to feel how I feel about Dobby, where they tried to make him cute and force me to like him. <laughs> and that just makes me hate him so much more. Oh. And Taylor, she's unfortunately, she's in the Grammy. She too. had that moment where she was like presenting her album. People <laughs> were like a little bit icked up by that. She's on the, in the NFL more and more. She's stopped being this kind of person who's mythical, mystic. You don't really understand exactly what she yeah. wants and feels. But now she's too present, too available, and I think that's starting to give people enough of an ick that they're going to invent a conspiracy well, theory about I, her so they can hate her. I'm sorry you feel that way. I, <laughs> I just The only thing I have to say about that is I'm sorry. I cannot... Here's what you've done to me is that, like, with the remaining time that we have, I either have two choices, which is to go further yeah. into this or keep it moving. And I'm going to choose the higher road, Jackson Weaver, okay. and go. keep it Let's moving. Go. But I want to come back to this because I think there's a lot more to talk about there. But we're going to leave it there for now on Monday's podcast. We are going to talk about Usher's halftime show. If folks are listening, uh, I, I'd love to talk about that show because I have a lot of questions about how Usher's going to do this. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. My name is Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud. This show is called Commotion. Garvia Bailey's here. Jackson Weaver is here. Auntie Donahue's here. We're talking about the big stories this week. On Monday's podcast, which just a few days ago, we talked about the highlights from this year's Grammys, and there was one moment from that show that people are still talking about even more than who actually won. Kelly 
Come on. Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs. (laughs) What a combination. Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs singing Fast Car. Listen, Tracy released that song way back in 1988. It has had this big comeback this past year because Luke Combs covered it. And since that performance, Tracy's original version of Fast Car has seen this massive surge in streaming numbers. We're talking like 600,000 plays per day. And now it's at number one in the iTunes chart. Uh, we've seen a lot of people, a lot of young people who are like, I don't know who this is, but I love this new artist that I just discovered. I kind of love that, honestly. Uh, Garvia, you're an OG Tracy fan. How does it feel to see her in the spotlight again this many years later? Well, yeah, my 22-year-old daughter's like, Mom, is that your friend? She's really good. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, kind of. She kind of is my friend. Whatever. (laughs) Um, uh, She is... First, let's just, she was nominated herself for six Grammys, yes. right? She herself was at the top of the Billboard chart with more, like, five hit singles. She was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. Like, it's not like Tracy Chabs. Two albums that went platinum. Out of like, you know, he's not nowhere. like, he's not an obscure yeah. artist. Yeah. She is, she is, she's huge. Granted, she hasn't had the shine because she has decided herself not to uh, pursue that kind of uh celebrity yeah but um seeing the way that the world and younger uh folks have uh embraced her i'm relieved to be Mm. honest i'm relieved because a it means that an an impeccably written song sung without adornment yeah. can still touch people and move people in a way. Yeah. I am relieved. I didn't know where we were going. Like, I, you know, this woman comes on there. There's no BBL in sight. We've got great lyrics coming out. Yeah. There's no, like... Simple she's stage just setup, you know what I mean? Like, not a lot going on. Simple stage setup, all of that. And still people were so moved and touched. Yeah. It made me feel really um, heartened for yeah. humanity and the power, like, sorry to be heavy about it but the power of art showed itself in that moment yeah and uh, and good art not just entertainment i'm talking about good art so substance Whoa. and message uh mattering in that moment was everything to me and i felt just a little bit relieved and very hopeful yeah. about the way that that art can still transcend it doesn't have to be packaged in a way that is uh that frankly makes me a little not into art yeah. or entertainment right yeah um so it was really nice to see that and i and i just loved seeing her get her flowers again after um and not really even asking for them just showing just up showing up doing what she does yeah and then and the flowers home. just came to her she well, didn't ask what i what i love about this and is that like there's been all these articles that are like where has tracy chapman been and then you read them <laughs> and honestly like most of the articles are like we don't know like she just kind of just mostly disappeared <laughs> and i'm like well, i don't first of all i don't understand the purpose of why this article even exists in the first place um but there's something about withdrawing from from public attention tracy has not really done a lot of public performance in a long time um and then returning this moment and then everyone was like oh yeah this is what a great song is so when you saw this what do you make of of, of tracy's return after such a long long silence it's just the coolest thing in the entire world i yes. mean how cool is it when somebody looks at like the fame that she did have when the back 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 um the fame that she had the talent she has people talking about her and then on her own terms she's like no i'm okay like how 
my God, like the power, the like the self-awareness. I think yeah. it's just, it kind of shows that the idea of celebrity is kind of BS because yeah. real art stands on its own. Like I wasn't, I'm not a, I'm not a Luke Bryan girl. So I was always like, who is this man? Luke Combs, but it's song. Fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. See, I'm, yeah. this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you really don't, you're not into him at all. No. <laughs> like, I don't even know his name. Yeah. I don't like, know his name. Yeah, different Luke. Don't worry about him. it. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't know who this man is. That man covering her song. <laughs> like, it's such a beautiful, like, oh my goodness. Like her voice, the poetry. And then there's like that whole album, by the way, is amazing. Like revolution. Fire. Is yeah. timely and like Fire. for every uh, she's I think it's just like this is what you can be you don't have to play yeah. all of these celebrity and media games you can just be an artist you can make an impact you can have meaning and then you can live your life how you want you don't have to do like xyz and then she comes back in prada thank you yes and yes. Uh-huh. very and, elegant very beautiful oh my you know, god incredible blows everybody out of the water i think like between her performance and then Joni Mitchell's, it was just like, you know, this is what art can be, right? Like you don't have, like, I love pop, but you can also just be authentic to yourself and to your yeah. own creative vision and be genuine. And my God, her voice though, like, let's oh. just be Chill. silent. I think that's a, that's the part that I think <laughs> a lot of people were sort of reacting to is like how incredible and how profoundly strong her voice was. Listen, I literally have 45 seconds each to each of you. So Jackson, you, you're uh, the, the youngest one among us here. What was your reaction to this whole story? 30 seconds, sir. I'll just say, like, I think it's kind of cemented it as an American standard of music. Like, this is one of the best things that America has made. And there's yeah. a little bit to be said about initially about, you know, black artists being covered by white artists and getting more popular. Something we saw with I Shot the Sheriff, Bob Marley, and yeah. Clapton, Hound Dog, Elvis, Big Mama Thornton. But I mean, they're they were chilling on stage. They they totally cemented their you know relationship. And I just think I don't want to get too negative. This is just a really cool moment. Yeah. I'm really happy to I, see it. I love that. I love that as an explanation. And Garvey, at thirty seconds to you, there's this debate about what kind of song Fascar is. Younger sure. people are like, it's hopeful, and older fans are like, this is a song about your having your dreams crushed. What do you make of this sort of interpretation? In, these interpretations of Fascar. It is a, a tale as old as time. Born in the USA, people were singing that and had no idea what that was about. You yeah. know, the death of the American dream is the same thing that Fast Car is about. Yeah. It's okay to misinterpret a song just as long as you feel something. That's the way oh. I feel about it. Like, oh, if it gives you that. hope, yeah. feel it. If, if it gives you, if it makes you feel like you want to just sing along and think about your lover, yeah. feel that. Just as long as it makes you feel. Who cares what it's about? About That's a beautiful place to leave it. Thank you all for making me feel something. Jackson Weaver, Auntie Donahue, and Garvia <laughs> Bailey, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. You're so thank welcome. You. you can't get rid of me if you tried. I, I never <laughs> would dream to. And that is it for the podcast today. Commotion was produced this week by Stuart Berman, Ty Callender, Amelia Ekbal, and Jane Vancouverden. Our intern is Shanna Williamson. Our digital producers are Eva Drew and Shuli Grossman-Gray. Our director is also Jane Vancouverden. Our engineer is Sam Hashmi. The senior producers this week are Danielle Grogan and John Perry. Anne McKeegan is our executive producer. My name is Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud. I'm going to be back next week, and I can't wait to talk to you then.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.